Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, realignment behind closed doors. Brett Yormark cooking his own kind of cobbler, complete with a bonus stroll through the tunnel of memorable middle fingers. Next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Great to be with you once again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making us your first listen every day on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook and the official sportsbook of Locked On. So head to FanDuel.com slash Locked On and make every moment more with FanDuel. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, great to be back with you once again. And as we reconvene, we're on the cusp this week of probably some interesting things to discuss because Big 12 leadership uh, is going to be convening. You've got Big 12 meetings happening. You're getting comments from SEC country as they convene as well. Movers, and shakers are moving and shaking. We'll get to a couple of things on today's episode as it pertains to the Big 12 Conference, Chris, and of course, added partners out there, whether full-fledged, like say, I don't know, the Colorado Buffaloes, partial membership, like say, I don't know, the Gonzaga Bulldogs, or anything in between. But this is always an interesting time, Chris, because we'll get much more information, I think, rolling out than just you know, with realignment issues, that'll be a primary topic of conversation, I'm sure. But we'll begin to get some uh, some kickoff times. We've seen that elsewhere across the country and a whole lot uh, otherwise coming out this week to discuss. And a lot of it, of course, hitting home here locally for Texas Tech. Yeah, you, you know, I, I think uh, you've got some league meetings going on around the country. You know, the, the SEC is is doing theirs, and they're talking about, oh, do we play eight or nine conference games? And, and there's a, there's a lot of media attention on that. Um, and, and then obviously the Big Twelve is is got theirs going on, and 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 up in West Virginia at a resort uh, up there, and you've got all the basically the commissioner and, and his people, and you've got all the the school presidents and athletic directors. So really, the decision makers. Are, are in one place and it's, you know, and, and other league business will, will be talked about and discussed and decided on, but re- really what has pushed its way to the the forefront is, is expansion. And I think it, it really, you know, we, we've heard bits and pieces throughout the last six weeks, two months, three months and, and all these things. And I think it, it kind of, again, shifted into overdrive in the last 24 hours with the report uh, out by Dennis Dodds about Colorado and having, you know, a lot of talks, I think substantial talks. I think, you know, you, you hear, you see the word, you know, imminent or, um, you, you know, and, and I think people are starting to talk about it a bit differently. I'm still a bit uncomfortable with how, how public this is. Uh, because it may be, you know, you, you just don't know if this is warning shot, like, Hey, PAC 12, you better get it together. This is like your fair (laughs) warning, you know, because you know, there's, there's some of those dynamics that you're just not real sure. So you have to be careful about buying into, but I, I do hear that there's, there's real possibilities here. And I think that. I was told, Cowan, and I think you and I have talked about this, 
Speaking of just Colorado in general, I was told back during spring football during that time frame, you know, I, I had heard from somebody that would absolutely know, you know, what, what, before I had really ever even thought about it or, or heard that because there was so much focus on, you know, the Arizona schools and maybe even yeah. Utah and all that. Colorado was just one I just hadn't given much thought to. And the point was made to me, hey, Colorado's the one that's really receptive to this. They are engaged with us. They are talking. It's meaningful. And 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 then I, I fast forward to, to like the report yesterday, and it I, I I believe all of what was reported to be very, very true. And I do think they are heavily considering a move. I don't I don't think it's necessarily mm. a warning shot. Um you know, we can get into some of the financial components here, but I, I do think Colorado is, is maybe at the front of the line on 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 teams that would say we, we will accept. We don't maybe even need to see what the Pac-12 is offering. Uh, we we may get to a point where we we accept. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if Kate Upton's offering you a date, do you check with your your current honey for a counter offer? Uh, if you got if you got one, it's bad, I suppose, and maybe some of you out there do. I know there's some very handsome folk in did the Washington Texas Tech audience. Did you think less of uh, you know Kate Upton after she you know hooked up with Justin Verlander, and I guess they're living happily ever after? Did Did you think? Uh, you know, do you like Verlander? I can't. I, I, I have can't, this, yeah. I have no opinion on Verlander really, but <laughs> uh, a supermodel he is not. So no, I thought more. Uh, of Kate Upton, because I think it should just give all those non-handsome members of the Locked on Texas Tech well audience said. hope, yeah, well right? Said. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Hey, as we always say, man, keep hope alive. And uh, That's he, exactly you know, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, we are so far beyond, like, fair warning or even final warning time. I mean, what are we doing? I think we are at uh, the precipice here of real movement. You used the word imminent. We've seen the word imminent used uh, in some national reporting. And it only makes sense that you would see some real movement one way or another. Either yeah. the Pac-12 and its leading institutions or most visible institutions saying we're good and meaning it by signing things and agreeing to things. They've already said we're good. Of course, that doesn't mean anything, but saying it and then backing it up with actual agreements documented, you know, like attorneys in the house. Um, is it notarized? Did you get it stamped possibly? You know, how official can we make it here? Um, when we get to that point, possibly you see resolution that way. Nobody believes it's going that way, but that's one option. The other option is you get on the move. And, you know, as a Texas Tech fan, I'm just laughing thinking about all the things we've lost entertainment value-wise from our former schedules uh, in the fall or even on the hardwood as well, uh, the baseball diamond, whatever it might be. And Colorado is what we may get back. Gee, thank you, football <laughs> gods. Colorado, where they could put together a flaming bag of dog crap that hadn't won a game in 18 months and still beat you when you go to their – I mean, Colorado has been a nightmare for us. I think Texas Tech wise, correct me if I'm wrong. You've smacked them around every once in a while, but man, I remember some of those years where it's like Colorado is giving you fits or just outright beating you. You remember like 
there was this uh, bullet point whenever I think Tommy Tuberville got a win in Boulder, Colorado, if I'm not mistaken. It'd be like, well, you know, Mike Leach never did that. Well, we must be on the right path now. <laughs> it was kind of a thing that Colorado was a pain. I'm trying to remember if this was 2006. We could go back and look it up on like when you <laughs> when you went to Boulder. Uh, Mike Mike was the coach, and it, it was an uninspired loss. And <laughs> the the team buses would sit there, loaded up, minus the head coach. Uh, for I, I think what what would be 30 minutes to, to an hour, just sitting idle uh, with engines on and, and all these things. And Benny Wiley, the strength coach at the time would exit the bus, uh, one of them and, and go into the locker room and find Mike just sitting there pondering life. Um, <laughs> and like, you know, just was frustrated and in disbelief and trying to find an answer. Um, but that, that's, uh, yeah, uh, that, that, that's a, that's one story for you to your, to your point. <laughs> I mean, He's probably thinking, man, the Rockies are right there. I could be on a kayak uh, in an hour. Maybe yeah. I should just leave it all behind. Two and 10, the Buffaloes were that year. I'm looking it up. You're an even handed five and five all time against one another but that two and ten team in 06 you're talking about and 30 to 6 was the final score was that where we got the uh the west texas high sign there somebody flipping the bird at the colorado crowd i think an offensive lineman possibly do you remember that at all once upon a time i remember jonathan gray years ago well <laughs> no it was it yeah i think that may have been the right name uh big big giant offensive line. i think that was in Huge lubbock man. yeah that was in in lubbock i think when he, when that happened but yeah. <laughs> i thought we had a boulder finger flash at one point in time there, but again there may have been uh you, you know if memory serves i think you're now i remember this against uh you know when Tech was playing Missouri, maybe and Graham Harrell maybe was was involved in in one of those. Uh, you know, with, with Graham was enthusiastic. He yeah, was he he, he didn't. Yeah, he he had thrown it to the other team a few too many times, and <laughs> and it was a it was a Chris Todd moment. Man, we're just got oh no. whole whole memory thing here. I remember that one. Oh, I love it. Even though these are painful memories, but hilarious <laughs> now in retrospect. Kind of hilarious at the time. Uh, I was in the section that Graham gave the double birds to after back-to-back pick sixes, I think. Not just picks. I think pick sixes <laughs> went the other way. I was in the section with the date, and uh, I told her we're about to get to meet Chris Todd, ladies and gentlemen. And we did for a brief period of time, and then, uh, of course, the story rolled on. But, yeah. Uh, Tommy Tuberville went in 2010, 27-24, went over the big bad Buffaloes there in Boulder, and we thought, well, this is uh, – this really isn't that much. I don't know why we're getting that excited <laughs> about this. <laughs> Speaking of retrospect. Uh, but as we broaden now, Chris, and think about, okay, you're considering Colorado as somebody that really truly – and you said this a month ago, keep an eye on Colorado, and then national uh, things began to pop up, keep an eye on Colorado. So we're keeping an eye on freaking Colorado. Do something, Colorado. Do something. You're the thing where I'm poking you with the stick. We're a meme right now. Do something. But somehow, Chris, it seems like now what has come to be the most likely possibility or maybe the most uh, feasible or realistic of the possibilities is with a Colorado launch, somehow that's paired with action from Arizona. Are you buying into this at all? Because I'm seeing this more consistently probably 
than anything. What, what do you think about the pairing? Because it's not just going to be one. And does it stop at two or is that four scenario out there? But first, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book and the official sports book of Locked On. And with the NBA Finals here, FanDuel is upping the ante. And if you've never gotten in before, now is the perfect time because new customers get set up with that no sweat first bet. Now, $2,500 back and bonus bets if your first bet don't bank. That's $2,500 back to you in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So go now, download the FanDuel app from the App Store, safe, secure, easy to use, and get your first bet in with the no sweat first bet. You're always paid instantly with FanDuel, and there's no better place to get all your bets cooking than with America's number one sports book. So head on over now to FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. That's FanDuel.com, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. What do you think about the pairing? Because it's not just going to be one. And does it stop at two or is that four scenario out there? Yeah, you, you know, any, anytime we get into any of these kinds of discussions, it's like one one answer leads to a variety of other questions, and and I have the same <laughs> questions that you do. I, I think what because because if we go back to like the finances, this is all about a fit, and 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 mainly you know it's about money. That there is some thought out there that there is a number that the Pac-12 is starting to hear that. This is what they're looking at, and it's and, and I can't suggest that it's true. So please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But I th- I think without that being officially presented, I, I think there's some thought that Big Twelve, excuse me, Pac-12 decision makers have been have heard enough to know this is going to be kind of the range of of money we can expect to to get if we stay where we are. And I think what you have with the Big 12 is that they they can offer you, you know, a full share of what they've already signed off on. That is already in, in the contract. They've already got it ironclad as far as from their, from their TV partners that if you pull a existing Power 5 member, they get a full share. And and that that number is just under thirty two million, and and that doesn't count, you know, playoff money and NCAA tournament money and and, and other other monies that you can generate via your conference tournament or whatever else. Okay, so yeah, um, and I, I think that you know the, the Pac twelve folks, let's just speculate, they may have heard something in the twenties that they feel fairly. So what what Colorado is having to consider is. Did, do we, do we sit here and wait? I've got a bird in the hand. And I think the big 12's problem is you really have to let them wait. You're not really going to pull their offer. You're not going to, you can't move them off their spot. You can't threaten them with Gonzaga or UConn or whatever, because, and and so that that's where we're getting into this kind of this rub and the, and the timing of everything. But Casey, to answer your question, sorry to, it just took me a second to get there. I do think, you know that that that's what was hard for me to process is that there there is very clear uh, to me that there is data in place from consultants from from somebody 
that the Big 12 is listening to that is telling them of these four corner schools, if you will, that Colorado and, and maybe Arizona is the tops, but then Colorado is, is next. Th- those two are the ones that you want. Yeah. And, and I, I think Phoenix, you know, market, Denver market, I, I, I don't, I don't pretend to know all the households and the data and, and eyeballs and, and, and brand and all that kind of stuff. I mean, obviously Arizona is a big uh, basketball school, but I do think, because I have the same question. If Colorado were to say, if, if we were to get off this podcast in five minutes and, and, and we see, oh my gosh, Colorado is a Big 12 member. My question is, okay, what next? And, and I would definitely be looking at, okay, now does this cause anybody else to get, you know, now, now they, they're down to nine. Can they keep it together? Now, you know, now is it worth as much as it was or is it even worth less? And that's kind of, because again, yep. you're looking at a bird in the hand over here. You've got a full share and it looks sounds like Brett Yormark only is going to wants to really consider going to 16 uh Casey so yep you know I I don't know I don't know uh but I I would yeah I, I think I think you're you're reading the tea leaves correctly I think Arizona would be next in line that everybody would be looking for some sort of statement from them going okay where, where do you stand you know and I think that I'd be very curious in that answer I love what you said earlier in that every answer just generates more questions because that's exactly what just happened to me. Because you consider the thought of, okay, one team leaving the Pac-12 conference, uh, say in Colorado, does that destroy the Pac-12? I'm not so sure because there's a San Diego State edition still kind of lingering out there that may for the time being, they're already destroyed. They don't even know it, I guess. But for the time being, they probably do. They probably do deep down in a place, you know, talk about it parties, you know, the reality, Um, but San Diego state, some bandaid on this gaping wound is still out there. I think if there's one departure for the pac 12, two exits, I I don't know. I think maybe then you see the mad scramble and that's what could lead to the four additions for the big 12 uh, as opposed to just the two. And we are rolling in the realignment tinfoil right now. I, I understand the speculating that is uh, going on. But yeah, I'm not so sure, Chris, if I'm seeing more of the kind of, the kind of scenario I described there where there's one exit from the Pac-12. Maybe they got a Band-Aid for the time being to hang tight without Colorado. But that still leaves the Big 12, if it's only one that's coming over, that still leaves the Big 12 in a situation, I believe, of also thinking, well, we've got to make another move or there's got to be another addition to pair with this. And I think that's when we get back to some of these interesting conversations about like a Yukon full membership potentially, or what was thought to be a Gonzaga partial membership. But am I hearing correctly that apparently it is being pressed upon the big 12 that no, we'd like to be a full fledged member, all sports on board if we're coming, where, where does the Gonzaga factor weigh in and what's it looking like now? Where does the Gonzaga factor weigh in and what's it looking like now? Yeah, you, you know, I, I think because uh, because I wonder, I, I wonder if, if somebody from the Pac-12 moves, where does that leave these other options? Like, did, did, are they still back burner or, or do you go, OK, yeah. let's go ahead and offer one of them. So we we, we I, I don't know. That, that, that's all. And again, we don't we don't know. I would guess that the decision makers and. Brett Yormark and those folks, they would have an idea of what they could get done, ultimately what they want to get done. 
But I, I think the rub there with Gonzaga or with UConn, maybe I, th- I think UConn is much more palatable as a full fledged member than than, than right. the Zags are, just because there's no football program uh, to offer up. And I think I think what the folks in Spokane want is they are interested in becoming a member of your league and and bringing all their sports. I think. Brett Yormark and, and 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 Big Twelve folks are are much more interested in just basketball, and so is there a deal to be made there? Does it does it make sense? What do the finances look like there when you're not when you don't have football, and that's where most of this money is being generated from? So, lots of questions there. Is is are are the Zags only a factor in some sort of? if we can't tap into the Pac-12 scenario. In other words, yeah. if you just get a bunch of no's and the Pac-12 comes up with a with a short-term agreement and they just kick the can down the road, at that point do you move to okay, now let's go in all, you know, all in on basketball, you know, right. or, or or can Gonzaga and a Pac-12 you know, situation be be meshed like we're saying. In other words, it- Colorado and the Zags. Okay, now we, right. we've, we've got our two. I, I don't know, but I, I think that not everybody's on board with all all sports from uh, Gonzaga being a part of the Big 12. It just escapes me as to how a basketball edition, if that's your bread and butter. And I even said this about UConn, and they have a freaking football program. Like Chris just outlined. They'd Went be to a, a bowl game pal- last year. Right. They'd be a much more palatable, full-fledged edition as compared to someone like Gonzaga. Uh, I don't know why I'm putting on airs saying Zaga again. Gonzaga. I, I could see Spade from where I grew up. Um, I, I just, it escapes me how, Chris, a basketball forward member can ever add enough to the pie uh, to take anything out when you're not adding anything on a football front. And that kind of goes for UConn at the same time. I, I said it the other day. I know it seems like a slap in the face that a reigning national champion would have an eyebrow turned up at them, you know, as a member of any conference. But basketball does not spin the wheel. I'm sorry if that's a, a shock to your reality. Um, and shout out to the UConn fan who was in the YouTube comments catching feelings over those comments of mine uh, last week. Thanks for stopping by. But I don't Wait, know what how. Somebody got uh, – Yeah, we had a Husky out there that was a little upset that, that UConn wasn't just being groveled over. Uh, as a Big 12 member, unlocked on Texas Tech at least, but we appreciate the view. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I, but I'm uh, just saying it's the reality. I don't make this reality up. You know, <laughs> I mean, I guess I did because I love watching football. So I contribute to this phenomenon known as it making the world go around <laughs> as far as college sports. So my bad. Yeah. Hope you haven't ever watched a football game or you're to blame also. I just don't get that. Where is the math? that says that is going to be good for the Big 12. Yeah. You're adding nothing to the pie that actually feeds us. And I'm back to Gonzaga here. I mean, UConn, again, you at least have a football program, so we'll see. But back to Gonzaga here, or a partial member school. This could go for anybody, I guess. Um, how, how are you going to add anything to the pie that actually feeds us when you don't even have the ingredient that makes the pie? That being a football team. I, I don't get it, Chris. We've turned, or we've questioned again, additive or dilutive to the league for so many who are like already in a power five, even in some instances, you want Washington state? No, not really. They're not going to add anything to the pie either. And they're a power five program right now. It'd be kind of funny to see like ESPN, because you were talking about these ironclad agreements and 
you're referring to the television partners. And if you add a Power Five member, this is the escalator here, basically, where you're going to be making more money. Like, when does the line get drawn by the network to say, no, 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 Washington State, that's not a Power Five anymore. You can't just add these bums and we're kicking in, you know, 15 million or whatever it's going to be, because that definition is, is kind of a moving target, I suppose. But it's got to be exhaust all Power Five options. We talked about this with the ACC the other day as well. Anybody you could look at and say it's not a hand up, you know, it's somebody that's making a hand for the league with all due respect to Bulldogs, Huskies, or anybody else out there? You know, there's got to be something. I, I'd be willing to bet, and we haven't really seen this reported yet, it, 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 but there's there's got to be some intimate knowledge of the television contract that Brett Yormark has recently, you know, signed and agreed to, you know, what, several months ago, that – there's got to be language in there, just like we're talking about. If you add a Power 5 member, this is what they get paid. There's got to be some basketball verbiage in there about what what a member like that would, would pay out. They, they have to know those numbers. I'd be shocked if they don't. Right. Um, this is a bit outside the box, but I'd be willing to bet that he's, you, you know, He's such a basketball – because I think you talk about piece of the pie and they're not bringing I – th- I think that your mark in some ways – one of the options he's trying to create here is let's reinvent the pie. Let, let, let's, you know, again, we, we, we've, we've said that we've said this before. You can't be the SEC or the Big Ten in football. That 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 is going to be set. That the, the money that they're going to make is is astronomical. But we we can tap into maybe something different. And I'm really good at this. If I'm saying Brett Yormark, I mean he's like you know got okay. the, the the NBA background and. And all those I things. I like that analogy. And you're making me very hungry. Maybe we're like a cobbler. Well, I were a cobbler. I, I heard a saying one time, it probably fits here, but it, it, it's it's similar. It's like, it, it's not, it doesn't matter if your glass is half full or if it's half empty. You just have to figure out who's pouring the water. And, and that, <laughs> and in this case, he knows his TV partners. He knows yep. if he can tap into some sort of maybe untapped basketball revenue and maybe do some things that, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, and so I, I just think that he's he's earned he's earned the the respect of being outside the box. And his he was tasked with your job here is to keep this thing together, build it, and create revenue. And I think that so it tells me he know he knows something. Now again, not everybody is on on point. the same page with with all this stuff. Um, and, and one of the one of the points I thought about Colorado that was made yesterday and this was this was reported and I think this is when you know it's starting to get fairly you know I don't know imminent or or the, 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 it becoming very real is the fact that it's been reported that Deion Sanders was involved in in some sort of conversation and has said thumbs up like this is what I would prefer or you know, he wants to get Colorado back into the state of Texas. This is all football mindset here. And so I think for it to kind of reach the football coach, which again, there's a lot of buzz there. You can thumbs up him, thumbs down him, whatever. But I mean, there's a lot of buzz there. They had like what 40, what was it, like 40,000 plus at their spring game? And then and then like two days later, like uh I think that many people left the the roster of, of Colorado, and they're still they're still recovering. They can play at home with you. From but the but if, game. but if you're involving your your new football coach in a discussion about conference preference, 
that tells me a lot. And I think right now he, he's got as much stroke in, in Boulder as he ever will have uh, initially. And it, mm. that they inquired or that, that tells me a lot. And so you put that, you put the bird in the hand scenario with, you know, just under 32 million. I don't know, man. Maybe we are uh, on the cusp of uh, the first uh, the first move here for the Big Twelve, adding uh, adding something for the next wave of realignment. Uh, college football is dilated. Dilated. We're expecting a birth uh, here very soon from <laughs> the left coast, and maybe it could start with the Buffaloes. What a painful thing to birth a buffalo. Good night. Um, Ralphie, a bit of a, Ralphie, that's a little bit of a Freudian slip too, because Charles Goodnight saved the Buffalo and the greats. There was one of a few, uh, shout out to Chuck and, uh, the Goodnight family, which I know is all on our minds, uh, every day here in the great state, Chris, I just feel like partial membership out there from a basketball standpoint, uh, has got to be based on things that are wildly unknown, uh, to us and, and to the general public right now. I, I like the way you describe that right there. And I think you're on the money with, a lot of that because we don't know. I don't know. At least I have a relatively decent feel for what most will look like athletics department to athletics department. Whenever it comes to the revenue bus, the football uh, portion of the chart is very, very high, very, very high. The men's basketball portion of the chart is possibly above water, probably less than five nationally who uh, are represented more there on the men's basketball front than the football front. And that's about it. So I wonder what that looks like from a conference revenue perspective. Where is your football number? Where is your men's basketball number? And how do those stack up to other leagues? Because that's not something I, I have a good feel for. And that is something clearly uh, that when you're Brett Yormark and thinking about maybe basketball only additions, uh, you've got a feel for and then some. So uh, I, th- I like the way you describe that there. And I think you're probably touching on uh, some truthful things as far as that reality is concerned. And I'm just, I'm trying to go Brett Yormark now and reinvent the pie, reinvent the cobbler, reinvent dessert. Are we on a fast? No, we're eating, baby. I'm thinking like Gonzaga, can you borrow Boise State's football program? (laughs) Just kidding, Boise. Let's not get them, (laughs) let's not get them stirred up in Idaho. But who can you go out there and make a partnership with and say, hey, I think if we pair up here, boys, maybe we can get in to the Big 12 Conference. I guess Anything is on the table, and uh, you're you're reinventing the pie as it relates to Brett Yormark comment. Uh, maybe as apt of a description for Mister Yormark as anybody's given, because I guess expect the unexpected uh, is kind of the theme, right? With some of this stuff, takes some getting used to. Yeah, I I, I think I think so. I, I just think he he's got there's got to be something there. Uh, I, I just don't think you're 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 exploring some of these options as public as it's been unless it, it makes sense with what he was tasked with. And that's uh, generating uh, additional revenue and, and trying to, you know, again, he's, he's going toward his background, you know, that, that this is what he, he's an NBA guy at heart and a big boxing guy and all these things. And I think he's about pomp and circumstance, which who doesn't love, you know, pyro and pomp and circumstance and, and, and all the, all the bells and whistles, man, I'm, I'm here for now it. We're talking. Yeah. That's PT right. Barnum, Vinny, Vincent K McMahon. <laughs> I mean, all, all that. I sign me up. Um, um, but I, I, uh, I, I just, I, I think we are like, cause I was asked yesterday about, okay, 
we, we hear the word imminent, you kind of, you kind of, you, you okay. Having, having serious talks on that, like what is a real timetable? Are we talking hours? Are we talking days, weeks, still months away from somebody doing something? And, and it's tricky because I think people have just kind of generally said midsummer. Well, you, you're, you're on the cusp here of the month of June. Mm-hmm. Midsummer to me would be mid-July. But I, I, I think that there's a few deadlines in place. Like, in other words, by the end of, uh, I think it's by the end of June, San Diego State, if they don't bow out of the league that they're in and join a new one uh by by that date i think that like in, anything at like in the july their, their exit fee triples in cost it would be very cost mm. prohibitive for them to have to you know exit not that you can't do it i'm just saying that, that there's right. some 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 weird deadlines here that i think you can kind of follow but it, it just appears that you know, we're getting closer. I just don't know if this is tomorrow, if this is in July, if this is, you know, I'm just not, I'm just not real sure. Uh, And I'll be, once all these meetings conclude, I think you'll kind of get a better feel for, or where, where things stand because, and I think you'll get a better feel for the, the the basketball only. Cause I'm, I'm sure I I could just picture, cause I think president Skuvenik and Kirby Hokut and, Various tech representatives are up up in West Virginia as, as it relates to these Big 12 meetings, along with every other. And I and I I'd be willing to bet that Brett Yormark is making his pitch. Guys, here, here's what we have found. Here's what this is worth. Here's option A through G. I don't know how many different scenarios that yeah. could be in play. And 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 I think you're you're looking to your your board of directors, if you will, to go to talk them into it and explain to them why. And, and all those things. And I just, it, it, we'll get a good feel after these meetings conclude on, you know, kind of what, what they signed off on and what they didn't. But right now it's going to be sit tight and wait until these Pac-12 schools uh, decide what to do. Cause that's, those are the ones you want. Uh, you can get Gonzaga or, you know, some of these other options at any time you want. UConn may not necessarily, they, they may not want to do it for, for different reasons, but you get what I'm saying. I, yeah, and I don't know how I don't know how to process how I feel about the meeting in West Virginia. I think the ACC was like on an <laughs> island in the Atlantic last I heard, and the Big 12s in West. West well, this Virginia? is there's an unbelievable resort uh, up there. Like I think that I think former presidents have stayed at. I think like it's. Uh, I, I, I think it's. I, I need to go look look up the name. It's not. I don't think okay. it's anywhere near Morgantown. I'm not sure exactly what city it's in, but it. I think it's fairly prominent, fairly famous. Um, I think uh, I want to even say that some NFL teams have actually rented out this resort and had like training camp up there. Mm. I, I don't. I don't think I'm making that up. Um, okay. I don't know. Maybe I, I need to hit the Google well, machine just, later. And part of me wants to embrace it. Like, uh, <laughs> but no, but 12, I, I get it. Twelve's like we're meeting in the mountains. You know, yeah, we're the Heartland Conference. We're meeting in the mountains. They should have met in Boulder. <laughs> right just like rented an office building overlooking hey the the cu administration look, building looky there yeah <laughs> just constantly looking out the window with yes. some binos hey we're here we're watching giving them a call do you know where your football program is <laughs> things could get very very entertaining here very very quickly okay so there is something nice 
there in West Virginia. It wasn't just that the Coco Cave was booked up here in the LBK. I wasn't quite sure, but maybe someday Big 12 meetings coming to the 806. Uh, Chris, I think before we get out of here, um, before we're done this week, we'll have kickoff times to talk about. Will we get some clarity on some scheduling things for Texas Tech, or is that uh, another week or so away? No, I, I think uh, I think you're going to get that in the next uh, the, the next time that you and I speak. I think we will have okay. those uh, some of them. Um, yeah, I think yeah. that's part of uh, some of these meetings. That's part of TV selections. That's you, you, you know, I'm not sure what other bits of news that you will get actually, uh, because I think that one of the next things too is basketball schedule. You know that that's kind of one of the next things that's on the cusp. But I think you, yeah, you're going to get some national TV times announced for. Uh, text football season uh, pretty soon. Yes. Good deal. Yeah. Okay. We'll have that to discuss and more. So be right back here for the next edition of locked on Texas tech subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. So you never miss an episode. And thanks to the everydayers making us your first listen worldwide, even intergalactically. Chris enjoyed it as always, man. Thanks for the time. Absolutely. We'll do it again tomorrow. We'll talk kickoff times. I'm, uh, that's uh, it, is, it, it's not, Super newsy, but I just love because it makes it real and it and it re- lets you know that well, this is getting close now. Now we know uh, when that ball uh, is getting kicked in the air, man. On some of these nights, specifically that Oregon game, kind of. I hope it's a night game. But oh yeah, we get yeah, and we're all just champing or chomping at the bit to get to bitching about that first eleven a.m. or just give me that eleven a.m. or I know what to do after that on this here microphone, and we'll do it with you on the next round. So looking forward to seeing you then. For Chris, I'm Casey. Thanks for joining us again on Locked on Texas Tech.